This podcast is brought to you by Never Done Branding University, a community of entrepreneurs that are serious about leveling up their brand, sales, and impact. Become a member today and you'll get access to the community to where you'll be able to network and collaborate with like-minded individuals. Along with joining us for our live events to where I teach you how I film and edit my videos and how you can too. We also have entrepreneur Q&A sessions where I help you and answer any questions that you may have along your journey. I forgot to mention you also get access to the video of this podcast. And if you want to take it a step further, you can earn while you learn. So invite your business bestie into the community and you can earn up to $250. And that's per person that you invite, by the way. So head over to neverdonebranding.club to find out all of the exclusive benefits that you get of being a part of the community that is never done branding. I'll see you in the community. <laughs> in today's episode, we are sitting down with holistic doctor, author, and community leader of everything It's right about you, Dr. Jill. In today's powerful and moving episode, we are talking about a wide range of topics from we are not our experiences, so don't treat yourself like you are, to helping people live a healthy and authentic life. We even talk about how everyone is intuitive in their own different ways and how you can get back to being more intuitive. Dr. Jill even opens up to us about her experience of her husband being diagnosed with cancer and how she was told that he wouldn't live much longer. But what she did from that moment is something that everyone can take away from that experience and apply to your everyday life. Was this a blessing in disguise like we've heard in episode? with Christine Handy and Araya McGarry. Even with the pressures of her families, doctors, and even herself, she still persevered and tried every way possible to actually keep her husband here with us today. Before we get into today's episode and the conversation of it all, I have some community spotlights. Our first community spotlight is coming from Spotify from Camila Amilak. Cue the music. They say, these episodes are literally exactly what I need to hear. So relatable and personable. This next community spotlight is coming from Apple Podcasts, so it's structured just a tad bit differently. And this is from Faith0119, and it's titled Confidence. Let's cue the music. Listening brings a confidence in the craft of branding. I love the energy and personality. It always feels like he is in my living room talking directly to me every time. Wow, thank you so much for those amazing comments and leaving a review. I really appreciate and am excited that you are learning from the show um, and you're hopefully applying it uh, to your everyday life and your journey as an entrepreneur because that's exactly what this podcast is here for. We're not here to show the glitz and glam, but to really get real to help inspire, motivate, and educate you on your journey of entrepreneurship. So thank you so much. I am super excited for you to hear today's episode with the amazing Dr. Jill, um, but I myself also get more personal with you. So let's all welcome the amazing Dr. Jill to Never Done Branding, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to the podcast that has never done branding, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship and not just the glitz and glam that you're used to seeing on Instagram, but we really get real. From breaking down topics and teaching you all things branding to even teach you how to market yourself on social media. And of course, I have interviews with entrepreneurs from all walks of life to really talk about their experience and break down entrepreneurship for real. So if this is your first time here, make sure you favorite the podcast and also follow us on all social media platforms so that you can be a part of the community that has never done branding. I'm your host, Nasir Joachim, brand and marketing strategist. So let's get into today's episode. (laughs) Hello, Dr. Jill. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Great. I am so grateful to be here. I am so grateful to reconnect with you and to be here on your amazing podcast. (laughs) Well, thank you. I know I'm super excited to see you. Uh, You guys, uh, Dr. Joe is actually one of the very few people that I've actually met in person. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I don't leave my house very often. So, um, but it was such a great experience just like sitting down. Well, we were there for like how many hours? It was a while. Hours and hours, yeah, yeah, and it was so like, it was like we, family again. You know, it's like for the first time, it's just like, wait, what? Exactly, like, exactly, and that's the beauty of Clubhouse is like it brings so many people together that when we met in person, it was like, oh, I already know who she is. You know, <laughs> totally, 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 and it was just so awesome, um, just getting to connect. And you know, honestly, you were the first person that I met in person. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have- that was such a great time. But to get this podcast started, I always like to start it with my first segment called It's Time for Attitude for Gratitude. Because as an entrepreneur or just as an individual, to be honest, you really should be grateful for the little things in life. So, Dr. Joe, what is something that you're grateful for today? Well, first of all, um, I'm grateful to be here with you today and to get to share space and to share time because that is everything, you know, meeting people and finding what I like to refer to as my soul family, you yeah. know, and have those times together. I'm so grateful for that. Um, and my whole life is about gratitude, you know, for yeah. all of it, you know, not mm-hmm. just the good times, but everything is right about you. <laughs> everything is right about you. And, and I'm, I'm just grateful for the, all the experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because through all of those, we evolve and we grow and we become who we are. And that's yeah. what we have to give. So I am super grateful honestly, to be alive, to be me, to be present. I had my birthday a couple of days ago. Oh, and happy birthday. And I turned 63. Time Stunning. Very <laughs> fast. And uh, I'm grateful to be in the space that I am to be able to live my life, you know, on my terms, my way. Yeah. And to surround myself with work and people that I truly enjoy and, yeah. you know, makes impact in this world. Like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, and that's one of the biggest things that I love most about you and what um, uh, gravitated me towards you on Clubhouse is because you are so optimistic. And quite mm-hmm. quite frankly, I'm very envious on how optimistic you are because I wish that I could be like that. You know what I mean? And, but I also feel like it may just come with age. The more that I experience more things, I will become more like that, you know? But that's what I enjoy most about you is that you are very joyful. You're very happy, upbeat, and just look at the positive and everything. So I really appreciate that. So, and also I have, I think I have your book still here on the shelf somewhere. Oh yeah, I do. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Gift of taking out Which, of your 
first, all else will follow. Yep. Yes, it's and I appreciate you so much for give uh, giving me this book. I haven't fully finished it yet, but um, because I'm not the the best at finishing books, I like read half of it, <laughs> and then and then I go into another one, and I'm like, wait, I didn't even finish the first one. But you guys definitely should um go get it. So, Doctor Jill. What got you into the space of, you know, the mindset and helping people and wellness? And also you are uh, intuitive, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Which is one of the things that like was crazy at the dinner that we had. Uh, well, the lunch slash dinner that we <laughs> that we had. Um, uh, we talk- yeah, we talked about my uh, deceased grandmother that I really didn't even get a chance to meet. And um, you said, okay, let's try it out and let's see how it works, right? And then I was like, okay, well, if you're here with us, show me something that involves water. And probably like 10 minutes later, all of our glasses were empty. But for some reason, the server came directly to me, reached across the table, grabbed my glass. And as he was doing that, everyone stopped. It was like, that's it. So how did you how did you realize these like intuitive abilities that you have? Yeah, you know, intuition, everybody has intuition. Like yeah. it's just like kind of like whatever you practice, you get better at. And I come yeah. from a very, very intuitive family. Mm-hmm. My mother, my father, my brothers for sure are highly intuitive. And at a very young age, my brothers and I all channeled our intuition towards health and wellness, health mm. and wellness. Well, my, my oldest brother is an oncologist. My other brother and myself, are, we started out as chiropractors and our life evolved. Um, but utilizing our intuitive gifts, we were able to maintain that attitude that you're talking about, right? That optimistic attitude of gratitude yeah. um, and do hard things. I mean, yeah. all the things that we've been through, especially that I've been through um, in my life that got me to the place where I am today it wasn't sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. I promise you that. You know, it came from doing really hard things. And, you know, when it comes to intuition, I'm a really good listener. I'm a really good listener, right? It's not like, tell me something about myself. I'm really great at listening. But when yeah. it's something that I hear that's involved in the betterment of life or health or wellness or healing, I go with it and accept 100% responsibility. And that's where a lot of the work that I've done that's being utilized all over the world now came from is me hearing and me doing the work and then accepting that responsibility and putting in a lot of time and effort to create products and services mm-hmm. to help people. So it's beyond myself, right? So yeah, I was definitely born with intuition and exercised it, but I believe we're all born with that, right? Yeah. And, and you know, the, one of the biggest things is, is of what you were saying, we're all intuitive. I feel like, unfortunately, the country that we live in tries to block that intuition from a lot of people, and including between our food, between social media, between entertainment, and all these different distractions. It does lower your vibration and lower your intuitiveness. I, I know that you're like a clean eater, you're a vegan. Is that part of what you practice and you do to keep your intuition high? Or what's your thoughts around that? Well, I've been this way. I became a vegetarian at the age of 12. So you do the math. I'm 63 now. So it's been primarily my, and by the time I became a vegetarian, I had been on strike with my family. Like I'm not eating that. I'm not going to do that. So it did come from a very 
intuitive place. Yeah. But like any language, whatever you're doing a lot, you're going to get better at good or bad, right? Good yeah. or bad. So, you know, you do the math, you take 63 minus 12. And I've been doing that for that long consistently, consistently. Yeah. It really just becomes who you are, how you think and how you show up in life. And you're very right about life being hard and life being tricky. And, you know, it's interesting because you specifically um, are in marketing, but we're always being marketed to, right? And when you're being marketed to and you're told this is the right thing to do and this is the right way to live and this is the right way to think, we're also trusting souls on on, on an intuitive, you know, core level. So we learn at a very young age, right and wrong, good or bad, what looks good, what doesn't look good. And we're so programmed. So to be able to get past that, um, we have to start to see what's working for us in our life, where the pain and pleasure is. So we can start to, you know, accept responsibility to make those changes and stop believing things from the outside in and start to wake up ourselves from the inside so we can live um, authentically to our mm-hmm. own intuition. And that takes work. That's the, that's the work that I teach is to help people to start to live a more authentic, healthier life for sure. Yeah. And, and I think that work is absolutely amazing because it's something that a lot of people do not practice every day, but need to, you know, and back to what you just said about um, becoming vegetarian at 12, it was an intuitive thing. Right. And for me, when I was younger, I went to, I put myself in therapy when I was in high school. No, like who, what high schooler just puts themselves in therapy for no reason, but it was an intuitive thing that I felt like I needed to do because, you know, part of my story with all of the things that I've been through, I had to do that internal work that now today I can say that I'm not completely over the hill of doing the work, right? Because it's it's always going to be a continuous thing, but I'm definitely a lot further than what I was before that I take accountability and responsibility for the things that I can take responsibility for. And so how do you get past those moments of something that you may not have done or can really control, but it has happened to you? How are you able to kind of move past those situations? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, I'll tell you a little bit of my backstory, how a lot of the work that I that I do to help other people reconnect with that part of themselves again, how I got to that. And I promise you, it's not something that I would raise my hand and say, like, wait, or I'll have another, you know, I didn't (laughs) didn't volunteer for most of these things. Like I said, it came to me and then I took responsibility on it. But back in, I don't think you know my story, but back in. 1996 and it was July 4th and um I was 36 years old at the time probably very close to your age and um you know similar and I had just moved into this beautiful house I'm married I mm-hmm. have a, a couple of kids two and five and you know my husband and I are chiropractors we're holistic we're save the world people we you know this is when life is good life is good right and yeah. we're like oh July 4th this is fun we can meet <laughs> some new people in the neighborhood you know I was going to take the kids to the pool and he was going to pick up a game of basketball yeah. with his friends and we're like this is perfect you know we'll start to get involved and meet people and I was at the pool with my kids and two and five at the time. And somebody came running at me and they're like, Jill, 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 come quick, come quick. It's Danny. It's Danny, my husband. Mm-hmm. So I go rushing over. They grab my kids. I go rushing over to where he was and he was laying on the floor. Let's see. And he had a grand mal seizure 
and they rush him to the local hospital, which you know, because you're local, Northside Hospital, yeah. um, put him through all the scans, only to find out that he had a malignant brain tumor. And they told me basically oh. he was going to die. Wow. Well, yeah. what do you do in a moment like that? Nobody's trying to live in that moment, are they? Right? Yeah. We're like, in the moment? Exactly. I'm trying to get the hell out of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this granola girl over here, you know, what did I do? I freaked out. I panicked because... You know, that's not a, a life, you know, 36 years old, you know, 35 years old he was at the time that they're basically telling me he had five to seven years, no matter what. Wow. Um, that surgery wasn't an option. Chemo and radiation would wound the tumor and it come back with vengeance. So I ran to every white coat. I call them the white coats on the planet. <laughs> tell me something other than that. And my oldest brother, who's an oncologist, directed us towards the what he believed was the highest and best. And every one of them said like this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. So one of the things that um, happened from that experience is I knew the advice that I was given wasn't going to bring him accurate, light. Right, yeah. I was willing. Well, well, I mean, for their perspective, for sure, it was accurate. Oh, but okay. From my perspective, I believe in the body's ability to heal itself. I'm holistic. Yeah. I've studied how to heal chronic illness. So I remember there was that one day shortly in and I was standing by the kitchen sink and my mind was going a million miles an hour, like mm -hmm. panic, fear, worry, like this yeah. can't be our story. This is not our story, right? Yeah. And in, I am telling you, talk about intuition, in a split second, the energy went from total chaos and fear to instant peace. Mm. I started crying. I turned to Danny and I looked at him and I said to him, not only are you going to be okay, but we're going to help so many people along the way as a result mm. of it. Are you tired of juggling multiple tools to manage your business? Like the journey of an entrepreneur isn't already hard enough. Introducing Go High Level, the all-in-one CRM software that streamlines your workflow and helps you grow your business. The Neverton Branding ecosystem is ran utilizing this CRM software. It allows you to easily manage your calendar, book appointments, create invoices, build sales funnels, text and email your clients back and forth, post on social media, and even host your memberships. So say goodbye to the hassle of switching between multiple platforms and also having to remember all of those different passwords. I know I hate that. This CRM software has everything you need to help you run your business efficiently. It's time to start working smarter rather than harder. So try it out for 14 days free with my link that is in the show notes of this episode. You have nothing to lose and everything to experience with this software. So check out the show notes so that you can take advantage of this offer right now so that you can level up your brand in 2023 and beyond. We decided to take that on ourselves. Yeah. But taking on something that big where somebody could live and or die, like, you know, you could die. I don't know anything about healing cancer. Like, you know, I didn't, I was so young. I didn't know this. Yeah. Like that's a big responsibility. So very shortly in, here's what happened. I started to feel fearful. I started to feel pressure from the medical community. Just do what we say from well-intended family. If he mm -hmm. dies, it's on you. 
pressure from myself. Like he clearly. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I knew that in order to help Danny save his life, I needed to strengthen mine. And mm. I started to develop these practices to create space between me and the problem. So I could look at it objectively, so I could navigate change, so I could do these hard things. What I didn't know is over the next three years, I was developing an incredible skill set that ended up turning into a program that's helping people all over the world strengthen Mm. themselves in stressful situations. So the good news of the story is Danny lived. He's alive and well. He's healthy and happy. And what I thought was a tool that was going to help cancer patients is now a tool to help all people learn how to reprogram those aspects of themselves and strengthen themselves real time, real life in the moment to help themselves get stronger, to meet life's moments, all of the moments um, from a better place. Yeah. And, you know, oh, that that's a, it takes a lot of work to be able to go against of what everybody else is telling you, especially when they think it's right. You know what I mean? And I actually grew up with my, my grandfather, he's a biochemist and uh, I used to go to the hospital all the time and things like that. And me personally, like I just don't enjoy doctors and I just don't enjoy the, the, the medical industry because I feel like it's just a business that they don't really always give the best type of information. And, and, and the fact that you were able to see like, okay, you guys aren't giving me any answers. That is the outcome that I desire. I'm going to figure out how I can save my husband and how I can move forward in our lives. Right. And rather than, listening to the pressures of your family, the medical industry, your friends, or even your own burden that you have that if he dies, it might be my fault. Now look at the outcome. You know what I mean? Now look at the outcome. And anti anything. I'm not an anti doctor, anti that I'm, I'm pro what works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if the doctor had an answer that really would have brought him life, I would have definitely looked at that. But they did. Yeah. So it's not a right or wrong holistic versus medical. It's mm-hmm. like, I just want to do things that will produce a real result that we're looking for. And it's yeah. true in anything in life, right? Yeah. So what did that necessarily look like? Was that kind of like uh, clean eating? Was that like uh, herbs? Was that like meditation? What was that process like um, that you kind of took him through to get him to where he is now? It was really hard. I got to tell you the truth. Um, It was a lot of things. I mean, it was a lot of things and it evolved over time. It wasn't a straight line and an arrow that says, do this. You know, when you're dealing with something like this and there's no manual of how to do that, you got to figure it out along the way, you know? So yeah, over, you know, if I look back in hindsight, yes, he did clean up his diet. Yes, he did you know, do a lot of, you know, spiritual work and energy work and emotional work. He did go to a doctor that we found, which was another beautiful spiritual like connection, how that even happened. A doctor, Stanislaw Brzezinski, who had this um, alternative uh, treatment where they put this port into you and they put these things called anti-neoplastins. We did so many things over the years um, so many things. We did light therapy. We did sound therapy. We did a, we did a million different things, but it wasn't a path like straightforward. We were just, mm-hmm. I was open to all possibilities. And honestly, I was attached to nothing. If mm-hmm. I felt like it was going to work, I'd stay with it. If I felt like it wasn't working, I would drop it, including anything, anything yeah. like 
in a second to try something else, even if I didn't know what was next. So yeah. it was definitely um, it was definitely hard, but you know we could do hard things. We already know yeah. that. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And I actually have a tattoo on my the end of my arm, which a lot of people don't even know I have. And it says, um, you never know how strong you are until strong is your only option. And that's all I can kind of hear as you're talking. That's all I can hear right. is, is that right. like you had to be strong within that moment because strong was your only option. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you weren't strong to be able to go through this situation, you don't know where you could have been, nor, including your husband and the rest of your family, right? And so I commend you for taking yourself out of that situation and looking at it as a, from the outside rather than looking at it from an emotional perspective, rather than looking at it from a reactive perspective, rather than looking at it from... Um, a perspective that was not going to progress any further, right? And I feel like in relations to entrepreneurship is that a lot of people feel like that within the moment, it's hard. It, it, this I'm never going to get out of this. So how am I going to pay my bills? But rather than looking at it from a reactive and emotional perspective, take yourself out of it and right, look right. at the situation for itself. And that takes a lot of practice, right? That takes a lot of practice. You know, I'll tell you something really cool that I learned from this experience, um, that it's not the big things yeah. that take people down as much as their everyday life. Mm. And they have no idea that there's tools and skills that they could learn. They could learn in the moment to become that strong, to become that objective, to be able yeah. to hard things. Now, from an entrepreneurial um, perspective, like to pivot a little bit, I have never had a boss in my life. I've always yeah. worked myself. I've always made my own way. I've always made my own money. Yeah. And it's possible to lead a life that you love. Um, it really is. It's just we've been so conditioned to say, like, if I get the great job or and there's nothing wrong with that, or if I work for a company or if somebody, you know, gives me a salary, then I'm going to be yeah. happy, healthy or successful. And that's fine. People could do whatever they want to do. But yeah. it's also possible, as I am living proof to this, <laughs> that you could live a really big, great life and do what you love and love what you do. It's like I mm -hmm. honestly have worked every day of my life. And I really feel like I've never worked a day in my life because mm -hmm. I would be doing this anyway, but yet I'm able to do it and make money doing it and help people yeah. and make impact. So entrepreneurial perspective, you could do it. You could yeah. absolutely do it. Yeah, no, I love that. And so tell us a little bit about how you are helping people. Cause I know that you have the community, everything is right about you, which I absolutely love that tagline and that's a tagline that's very impactful because i remember the first time i came into the room yes i love that i remember yeah, yeah. the first time i came into the room that's used like um nasia can i tell you something and i'm like what and she's like everything is right about you everything is right everything everything and that energy is just so moving and um it goes back to of it's not about what people say or do but how they you make them feel and i think that's something that you've mastered is that you've been able to um uh, tap into the the feeling aspect rather than what you say or what you do so tell us a little bit about how you help people today um and what you do 
Yeah, I love that you brought up the everything is right about you movement because everything is right about you doesn't mean everything's right about the situation. Yeah. It means you were born pure, whole, and complete, 100% of you. It's like when people say that thing like you are enough, I'm 100% of me. How could I be anything? What do you mean I'm not yeah. enough? I can't be enough. What am I missing? <laughs> an ingredient inside of me? I was yeah. perfect and I can approach life you know, and do hard things and figure things out and take life on. And we confuse who we are with what we're experiencing. Mm. And there's a huge distinction between that. Everything is right about you. And you have the ability to keep growing yourself. You have the ability to keep working on yourself. You have the ability to keep applying this to whatever experience that you're doing. And we confuse that. We lower ourselves to the level of the experience What's wrong with me? I can't figure it out. What's wrong with me? I can't find the right relationship. What's wrong with me? I can't make money. There's nothing wrong with you. You're, what's wrong is the methodology that you're yeah. Yeah. Uh, utilizing, but you're okay. You just don't have the tools or the resources or the coaching or the yeah. guide to help you to do that yet. You're just a student right now at that level, but you're the right person in the right moment approaching this thing right now you're it's a lesson it doesn't define you right it doesn't change your worth right just you had a hundred dollar bill and it's worth a hundred dollars and whether it got crumpled up or ripped up and put back together it doesn't diminish the worth we are diminishing our worth because of our experiences Mm. and that's not okay yeah want to do is to remember that everything is right about us. I was born that way. I was born perfect, pure, whole, and complete, just as I am. Yeah. And now my job is to figure out how to apply that to the real world and and do hard things and experience things and grow a business or figure out relationship, whatever playground idea you want to do. Yeah. That's fine. And there'll be ups and downs in it, but it doesn't define you. Yeah. You know, and that's so, so amazing because I'm kind of like internally getting emotional as you were talking because I just remember of like, for some reason, I've always felt like there's been something watching over me, always, my entire life. And going through situations with my mom or even my dad, I remember like there would be times after I just got abused by my mom and I would go into the bathroom and just look in the mirror and I'm like crying my eyes out. But for some reason, I always had a level of peace and I always had uh, a feeling that no matter what I'm going through in this moment right now, it's going to be okay. And I always looked in the mirror and said, you're a miracle. You're a miracle. You're And if for somebody at that age to like that to happen and like say and feel for themselves, it's just like, it has to be something that's outside of me. You know what I mean? There has to be something that's, or even internally with my intuition that I didn't even necessarily know about or understand until now. Right. And yeah. yeah and it's like, I, I feel like a lot of people just need to to pause, you know? And I feel like we're just so moving so fast that we don't pause to really analyze how we feel, what's going on. And that everything is right about you. <laughs> now, there's two things that come to mind. Um, you know, number one, um, we're not our experiences. Yeah. Experiences are just things that we go through. And number two, our parents and their parents and their parents didn't have the manual about yeah. how to raise children. And it was very 
reactive and it was very judgy and it was very punishing and very diminishing because they didn't know how to approach a child and teach a child when they do, they weren't taught themselves. Yeah. So because there's a missing skill set, then what it becomes is always right or wrong, good or bad, this or yeah. that. And the, the child's, you know, is going to just believe authority and they don't realize like, you know, your parents were wounded children too. Yeah. Your parents were not parented mm-hmm. from a place of kindness and gentle parenting and positivity or helping someone learn right? You know, inherently we're all good inside and we may be having a hard experience and we may not be understanding something, but we're still good. And the question would be, why would a good kid be having a hard time? Not what's wrong with you. You're a bad kid. You know better. We have to create that distinction between who we are now as adults. We have to parent ourselves now. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that it's okay for whatever we've been through because the manual wasn't there. And at some point, you got to turn it inward, like you're talking about, Nasir, and accept 100% responsibility for how you're showing up now in any given moment and do the work. You got to do the work because you can change that pattern and you don't have to blame your parents. It's not their fault. And you don't have to be the victim of that. You know, we didn't assign those problems to ourselves, but we have to assign the healing of those problems to ourselves. Exactly. And and you're actually one of the people that has helped me, uh, even in the smallest way on that journey, right? Because that that lunch and that dinner that we had, we talked about, you know, some of those situations and some of those things. And your optimism has helped me within my journey of kind of overcoming because you're right. That's what I, I know now. You know what I mean? As an adult now, I know that you know, they were just as young as I I am now, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't imagine having a child right now. Like I would really be going crazy. And so it's like, I understand of where they are now, who they are and um, what happened. And it's just, I don't hold any resentment anymore. I still tell my story to, to relate to other people and for other people to see that it's okay that you went through things, but don't let that define your life. Don't let that be a raining cloud over your head for the rest of your life. But also it comes to a point to where you also, depending on who those members are of your family or friends, you have to separate. If they're not able to kind of become a better person or to acknowledge their faults and they continuously hurt you, you do have to separate at some point. And that's what I feel like I've kind of done because I've taken a, also, sorry, backtrack a little bit. In Hawaii, I went to, I lived in Hawaii for about a month and some change this uh, last year. And a lot of people don't know, but Hawaii is a very like spiritual, energetic islands. And um, when I was there, it was, I felt a level of peace that I actually sent my mom this like long message of saying like, uh, I know you, you know, I just want to let you know that I I care about you. I love you as an individual. And yes, we've had a lot of things that have happened through our lives, but I don't want you to have to worry about that anymore because I forgive you. And even if you won't take accountability, I still forgive you for anything. Um, and I just have to move on in, in a different chapter, right? And I feel like that's what a lot of people need to do is work on, look at that inner child and see what that inner child needs. Have you felt like you've done inner work and that talk to that inner child to help you blossom into the very mature woman that you are today? I love that. I love that you did that with your mom because um, behaviorally, yeah. behaviorally, 
She didn't uh, respond, but but I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but behavioral intelligence, right, um, doesn't come with age or stage. Yeah. Um, and that you could outgrow your parents emotionally and behaviorally mm-hmm. and do the right thing. And almost like you take on that parent role. And even to get to that level of saying, like, you know, I forgive you. I let you off the hook with this. You know, you didn't know better. You know, those who know better do better. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to hold that resentment anymore to wish no. that it was going to be something other than what it was. I completely accept it. Yeah. And that level that you're talking about mm-hmm. of radical acceptance of what happened doesn't mean agreement. Yeah. It means it is what it is. And you're going to let everybody off the hook. It doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with her. It doesn't mean you have to get even an answer back. It mm-hmm. just means that you have matured to the level where it doesn't own you anymore. And you're doing every single thing that you can to relieve that burden of the other person with or without their response to it. That's a high level of spiritual, emotional, and behavioral maturity. I'm so proud of you for that. I really am that you did that. Great job, my friend. Great job. Thank you. Uh, That trip came out of nowhere. Like nowhere. Like I was in Atlanta uh, one day and I was in Hawaii the next. And it was uh, like a company that I was working for. And uh, I I did travel consulting for hotels. And I was like, let me try to get back into like travel consulting and things like that. And the Hawaii trip was like the first one that they brought to my attention. And I was like, yes, I was. But now that I'm looking at it and me being there, I felt like I needed to be there in order to get to that point. You know what I mean? It was like the, the cherry on top for me to realize that, no matter what has happened in your life, even if other people don't take accountability, even if other people aren't at that emotional intelligence or that understanding of themselves, you have to take responsibility for you and let go of those things, not for them, but for you. And anybody that is listening, that's something that you need to do in order to help you on your journey of being an entrepreneur. If you're holding that resentment, if you're holding that frustration or that fear or that um, lack thereof, it's going to hold you back from being the best person that you can be and even essentially the best entrepreneur that um, that you can be. If you're enjoying today's episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. And oh, leave us a review because I want to hear from you and know what you think of the show. And I just may shout you out in my next episode for our community spotlight. And lastly, don't forget to share this with your friends, family, whatever entrepreneur that you know will get value from this show. So let's get back into today's episode. You know, we get very entangled in our stories and we become yeah. right or wrong, right? Right or wrong mentality. Well, you did this, you have to admit this and you have to own this. Yeah. Honestly, none of that has to happen in order to free yourself, to move forward, to live a life that you love and to give unconditionally, directly or indirectly to other people. I mean, yeah. the goal is to get all those attachments off of you, right? Yeah. Because all of those attachments are weighing you down and they're not helping life in any way, shape or form. And if you want to live your best life and if you want to move forward and if you want to do what you love and make money doing what you love and and do all the things and, you know, to come to that point to become um, more mature than the 
experience and to understand that all these experiences are here to help us, not to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And whatever we go through, we got to grow through. And by us evolving, then we see better, then we do better, then we don't have those deep attachments anymore. Yeah. So when you said you went to Hawaii, which I saw a little bit of that on, yeah. uh, on, Instagram. on Instagram, which is yeah. so nice. Um, what happened in that moment, um, sounds like from the way you're describing it, mm-hmm. gave you space yeah. to be able to separate yourself from that experience so you mm. could start to think clearly think from the inside out think from a a spiritual and a free perspective as opposed to when you're closer to the problem it's harder to see just yeah. like when you go on the airplane everything starts to look a little less important less important like yeah. why are people ants down there worrying about stuff yeah so when we learn right how to create space between ourselves and other people and problems, then we could start to think clearly, think more yeah. objectively, compassionately, and kindly, and approach things with a yeah. new way of, of thinking and a new way of acting. Yeah. And you're exactly right. That space had helped because I was by myself. Like I didn't have, you know, George with me. I didn't have my fam, no one. Um, And I'm six hours behind (laughs) everyone. And so I had that space to just walk on the beach by myself. I had that space to just walk the target by myself and just think. And it was a lot of thinking, a lot, a lot, a lot of thinking by myself. And I, I think that's exactly what has helped. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate that. So to kind of bring it back over to you, um, with the, the, the work that you do, um, with the healing that you do, do you have, do you believe, or do you have, um, like a morning ritual or a morning routine that you do to kind of kickstart your day, uh, to be as optimistic and, you know, amazing as you are? (laughs) Well, thank you for that. I mean, I've been a fan of morning routines forever you know, from long, long, long ago, because I believe how you start your day is takes on the tone of the way that the day goes, right? Yeah. And if you start on a positive note, the chances are, you know, you're going to end on a positive note. But if you get out of bed, and you say like, Oh, God, and, you know, the alarm goes off. And first of all, the word alarm is alarming, yes. because you think of danger and police, <laughs> sirens and everything. I changed the name of my alarm clock mm-hmm. when I was very younger to an opportunity clock. Ooh. Right. Ooh. So my opportunity clock goes off. I'm like, oh, today's my day. I'm so excited about that. Right. Yeah. So you have to set the tone for the day and decide in advance, like, you know, wow, this is going to be a great, today's going to be a great day. You know, yeah. as a matter of fact, like when I had, when my kids were little, I used to always write all these like motivational little chalkboard with like you know whatever is the phrase of the day and yeah. I would start off singing like it's going to be a great day today it's going to be a great day today <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's interesting because you know when kids are little they love it mm-hmm. and then when they become teenagers they hate it they're like <laughs> what do I want to say that and I'm like guys it's gonna be a great day today and I wouldn't even like can't you can't get on the school bus <laughs> until you say it and then as they got older as they got older, um, both my kids uh, have a, especially, you know, like the, the my, my husband's a musician and a chiropractor, but my son got the gift. My daughter got the gift. And for my yeah. birthday, you think they're not paying attention? They're paying attention. Everybody's paying attention to what I call a reflective example. It's mm. how we're leading our life. Not what we're saying, but what we're doing, what we're reflecting, yeah. on, especially anonymously, just doing it. Right. So anyway, 
um, for one of my birthdays, my son was in college, my daughter was still in high school, and they wrote me a song called, It's Going to Be a Great Day Today, That's What We Say. And oh it was so beautiful, like the things you're doing matters. It's influencing people directly yeah. and indirectly. Just wake up and decide in advance that you are a catalyst for good, yeah. that you're here to make your life and others better. And you can let go of all those stories and those resentments and those challenges that you're harboring in there and just say, if I could add something positive to life today, what is that going to yeah. look like? And if someone's just looking at me, if I'm the sunshine and they're feeling that warmth just yeah. from me, they don't know anything about me. Are they going to get impacted in a positive way? If the answer is yes, take a step forward. If the answer is no, take it back to yourself. That's your yeah. inner work and start to do the work. So you yeah. can give from abundance and yeah. live in abundance and create a life that you truly love, love that's benefiting you and the warmth will be felt yeah. directly and indirectly to anyone that comes into your sphere of influence. Yeah. Oh, you are so amazing. And this is exactly what people need to hear, you know, and this is exactly what I feel like a, a lot of entrepreneurs need to experience because being an entrepreneur, you're helping someone, you're solving a problem, right? Um, right. And so a, a lot of people look at it from a scarcity mindset when they're in entrepreneurship rather than an opportunity mindset and an opportunity to help someone else, an opportunity to grow with someone else. And anytime I receive a message from someone or a review on the podcast of how it's helping, it makes me feel amazing because I know that even if I'm helping in the tiniest way, it's helping. And it's being the person that I wish that I had growing up because, you know, Back before the internet was really a prominent thing and when dial-up was still a thing and, you know, computer, we only had one computer in the house kind of thing, you didn't have that ability to be able to connect with people to be able to help you on your journey in right. your little small town or wherever you might be, where now we do. And each and every one of us can be that, um, that positive opportunity for someone else. And how do you feel when you feel like um, when you're in a room or a space with people and you know that you're helping them in some type of way? What is that feeling for you like? Well, I mean, helping people is like, the, I mean, that's my favorite two words, helping people, right? Yeah. But it has to come from your example, not your opinion. Mm, right? yes, you have yeah. to like be that person. It has to come as a result of who you are and how you live your life. It's like, if you come over and you're always welcome to come over because you're local and that's lucky for us, right? <laughs> yeah. But what you see in my day-to-day -day life, you know, is what you're going to see here on the, your beautiful podcast or as I'm teaching people or if I'm on a big stage or giving a keynote, I'm going to be exactly the same because what yeah. you see is what you see because I practice being the walking, talking, living example of whatever it is that I want to reflect to the world and where I can't do that. I'm so grateful because then I could do the work and I could work yeah. on them. So, you know, it, it either becomes a gift or an opportunity for me to grow, which is also a gift, isn't it? Right? Yeah, exactly. So like, what, what's something that you wish that like you could go back and like tell like your, your 12 year old self that you know today? You know what? <laughs> I don't know if I would tell my 12-year-old self anything because I mm -hmm. believe that we're all being led 
And it's a life's a mystery. You know, life's yeah, like a, I like to think point. about it like a big surprise party. Like you never yeah. know what's coming next. And if I knew what was coming next, maybe I, you know, it's like would honestly, did things differently. Yeah, I might have done. I might have made different choices, which wouldn't have birthed all these great things mm. that I'm doing today. Very so I'm, you know, I I I bless the mess. <laughs> I bless yeah. the good. You know, I bless. <laughs> I'm from a background where it was like the best parenting as well, just like you. Um, you know, and 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 a lot of my gifts came through pain. Most of my gifts came through pain, came through yeah. problems, through overcoming hard things and figuring things out along the way. So letting it evolve yeah. and be open to it and letting, you know, it just keep growing is just part of life, is part of the evolution. So, yeah. you know, if I could look at my little 12-year-old right now without telling her anything, you know, right. And just like shining a little light on her. I'd say yeah. like, you know what? you're headed for greatness, girl. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going, man, you're going to do some big things in your life and you're going to help a lot of people and you're supposed to be just as you are along the way. Yeah. Everything, everything is right about her. Right. Yeah. Everything <laughs> is right about her. Right. Even before and I, she and I love that. herself. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, also you talking about the things that you, um, uh, who you are today came out of pain. I fully agree with that, and I, I, uh, same thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's, um, it's something. I saw a video, and it's something called like the pain threshold. The more pain that you go through, the the easier that things become in life. And I feel like I've kind of felt like that. And I feel like a lot of people in the LGBT community, we are the way that we are because we've had to experience so much at such a young age. We've had to adapt to people around us and analyze people around us to be able to maneuver through this world safely, you know, and um, I feel like that greatness does come out of pain. If you look at even some of the biggest, most influential individuals, nine times out of 10, they went through something that was painful or that was hard or that made them a way better person. So I, I love that. Think about the everything is right about you movement. I don't know if you know the origin of it. Oh, but yeah, yeah. With um, the origin of it was there was a young, young man. He was in college at the time. He just figured out that he was gay. Mm -hmm. He befriended me, which was, you know, very lucky because I yeah. represented like a mother figure for him. And yeah. we were doing the room, you know, what went right today. Right. And mm. no matter what I people said, that. I would like make it right. Yeah, yeah. of course. Tired to say everything's right about that. You're listening <laughs> to your body, you're taking rest, you're smart, you're intuitive, you're this. And then this young, young man who is very proud to be the the the, the catalyst of the movement. Um, his name is Alone, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, he came into the room and he said when it was his turn, you know, what what went right today? It didn't even matter what he said. Yeah. And out of nowhere. I started affirming him and I'm like, of course, all those things went right for you because you're good. You're kind. You're wonderful. You're loving. You're smart. You're brilliant. You're amazing. And I was just pouring, pouring into him. And yeah. I said, to him, I go, you know why all those good things are happening to you and through you? And I hesitated. And out of my mouth came because everything's right about you. Mm. Every single thing is right about you. And yeah. Nasir, he gasped. He goes, oh. he goes, Dr. Jill, when you said that, I literally felt that in my core. And I knew yeah. I should have something there, right? And then I was like, let me try it on the next person, next person. Everyone was feeling it the same way because it's an authentic truth yeah. that 
something is right with every one of us. That's why I love this message you talk about. Yeah. You know, any community that's been marginalized like that, any community, right? Yeah. This is about inclusiveness, of kindness, of oneness, of love, of yeah. equality. Everything's right about every single one of us, yeah. no matter who we love, where we live, how much money we have, what age we are. It doesn't matter what, yeah. what race we are, how tall we are, how short we are. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? It's body acceptance, self-acceptance, love. It, everything is right about us yeah. is the secret sauce that yeah. is going to tie the big ribbon of light that's going to tie us all together and to remind all of us that we're all perfect exactly yeah. as we are and start to come from that place of self-love and self-acceptance and kindness and respect towards each and every person on this planet. So this yeah. movement is so perfect for yeah. Of all of us, because it's going to help us to see the world as a kinder place. It's helping us to see ourselves from a kinder place. Yeah. And from that, talk about a reflective example, it's all going to start coming together. Yeah. Oh, I hope you guys took that in, felt that, remember that, embody that, and move that, move like that every single day and I, I remember actually when um you, you passed the, the the cards to different people you were on live and you just like just gave the cards to the people didn't want anything but you just wanted to make them feel good and make them know that everything is right about them so dr joe we're coming up to the end of today's episode which means it's the branding alert And this is just a segment just asking you, what is your favorite brand and why? Just to showcase to entrepreneurs why people like certain brands and how they can maybe incorporate it into their brand today. So, Dr. Joe, what is your favorite brand? Well, I'm going to go with um, never done branding. (laughs) 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 Because you're the representation of that. And I even remember when you uh, came up with the name and mostly uh, Leslie, somebody on that the, the app Clubhouse that we met each other on, and she was yeah. like, I'm never done speaking. You were like, wait, I'm never done branding. And yep. because of that, it turned into such a beautiful brand where you are now helping so many people live yeah. their best life, create a business and a life that they love um, because of this messaging. So yeah. I'm going to go with you. Oh, um, thank you. Because I know you personally, and I'm so proud of you. And thank I will you. always keep supporting you. And for sure, never be done branding because <laughs> that's what it's all about. We all have a brand, right? Yeah. We all have a message to give to the world. And we could start to figure out what you help people to do, yeah. like who they are, what they represent, and how they could show up and lead that life that they love and make money doing it. Yeah. Then the world's going to become a kinder, more uh, more inclusive and happier place to live. Yeah. And, and, you know, it goes back to just me being the person that I wish that I had when I was a little, a little bit younger, you know, because, and I realized that there's even adults that still feel like that they wish that they have somebody, you know what I mean? As you talked about earlier, that, um, emotional intelligence and, you know, looking within isn't, doesn't come with age. It's not an age thing. There's still people that are in their their 60s or 70s or 80s that still might not have that uh, uh, emotional intelligence or recognition or ability to look at themselves, right? And so I just want to be that person that I wish that I had. 
Um, and I feel like I'm doing it every day. And and, and it, it's, it's sad to me that sometimes when I ask ladies, because I primarily work with women, and I ask them, what are you good at? What do you like to do? And they can't even tell me why. And so I use my abilities, my gifts, and my strength to pull it out of them because every single person has something they're good at. Every single person has an ability to be who they want to be. And every single person is in the right place in their life. So Dr. Joe, before we close out here today, what would you tell someone that is in a situation that they might not see the light at the end of the tunnel? What would you tell them today? Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell everybody right now that I've been teaching this program that I created called the BioCode system, which is mm-hmm. for everybody to start to retrain their brain yeah. and their behaviors real time, real life in the moment. And I'm really happy to say that I just completed it's not even out yet um, a self-directed online program. So oh, anyone wow. in the world now could take this program, learn the skills and the tools and have that inner workout in their life and those skills to, to meet their life from where they're at and keep developing themselves. Yeah. So the biocodesystem.com, you guys could go there and now you could have the advantage of like me coaching you, Yeah. Uh, which is really awesome. So I would tell them to like, definitely check that out. Yes. Which I'll put it in the show notes as well. Put it in the show notes. And you know, the other thing it's just to be open to your greatness, to know that everything is right about you. You know, go to everythingisright.com, look at all the apparel and yeah. all the stuff and the messaging. And look at this, Nasir. We just came out with our first book for kids. Oh, I love that. Everything is right about you feeling. I love that. The first of a series oh, of many amazing. books. So mm. it's just to keep, I want not just kids to do this. I want your inner child to do this. Yeah. This yeah. Journal. And start to reconnect Mm -hmm. with that original energy, the one that you came here to the world with, the one that knew how to roll over without instructions. And you start to just buy a little journal, go on Amazon. Everything is right about you. Google it, get it for your $16 and and start to do the work, even if it's a little bit. It's going to go a long way because that's the ingredients of the soul. And as soon as it goes in, it expands, right? Like watering seeds, it expands. And before you know it, you're going to be the walking, talking, living example of all the things that you love. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I've loved every single thing that has come out of your mouth today, as always. So Dr. Gio, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And like I said, you guys, you can check out the show notes to learn more about her and get connected and make sure you guys get this book along with her other things, because I guarantee you, it will help you in your life and in your entrepreneur journey. So remember, my name is Nasir. And of course, I'm never done branding and neither should you. I'll see you in the next one. I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you made it this far, you're stunning. (laughs) I hope you really got some value to take away, to apply to your business and your life. But don't forget to leave us a review because I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. But also, you may just end up being my next community spotlight where I spotlight you here on the podcast along with my social media platforms. And lastly, don't forget to share this with your friends and family so that they can also get in on the value. Thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one.